This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, guys, back here. Another edition Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. Monzo Malusis with you. Dude, stop eating while you're, you're, you start the podcast. Well, dude, dude, I'm trying. My throat has been messed up for a few days. I'm, trying, I'm battling yeah. through here to get you guys some winners. And I think we owe it to the audience Whoa. after a, a successful. Preakness, Preakness weekend, at least uh, picks-wise. Yeah, it would have been great if my horse won, Blazing Sevens. You talked yourself off the, yeah, the winner. Still uh, on record and, picking National Treasure, so. Yeah, but you didn't bet National Treasure. And uh, you I bet did, me. Yes. <laughs> but Is you tweeted that out emphatically. Yes. Uh, but uh, on the record. Blazing Sevens should have won the race. should have won. It was good to, you know, we gave... But it was such a it was such a nice moment for Bob to to win a Preakness. He was he was very emotional. <laughs> very emotional, captured the the heart of America. Um, a, 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 another you know it, it's the race played out it kind of exactly as we thought. There'd be speed. Um, National Treasure wasn't really pressured. He went forty eight for a half. I thought Mage did a, the right thing, staying a little closer. They turned for home. He was a little wide, but uh, had. Couldn't get there. Couldn't even get close. And Mage just Mage and uh, I'm sorry, National Treasure and Blazing Sevens battled down the stretch. And I think at the top, you and I both thought your horse, Blazing Sevens, was going to get by relatively easily and take that uh, take that race for Chad Brown. Yeah, I thought so. I, I thought if uh, I thought if a rider Ortiz just kept the horse straight, he would have won the race. He tried the herding method, came over on him, tried to intimidate National Treasure. They bumped a little bit. Nothing, obviously, no inquiry, no horse should have been taken down. And I thought Arad Ortiz, you know, it's used, it's caused herding, uh, called herding in in thoroughbred racing. I thought Arad Ortiz, if he just kept the horse straight and away from National Treasure, I think he would have ran right by, unfortunately. And and maybe it would have won by three quarters of a length. I'm not saying that National Treasure would not have uh, been up for a challenge, but turning for home, you know, I listen, I, I think the. National Treasure won the race. Blazing Sevens was the the best horse in the race. Uh, was wide the entire trip, uh, three wide going into the first turn, wide down the back stretch, wide going into the far turn, and ended up losing the length, uh, losing the race by a quarter of a length. So, um, you know, it's a solid pick. I was on the right horse, unfortunately. Just and I, I, th- I don't think anybody in the Preakness itself was uh, exceptional. I don't think anybody ran a great race or won that race. No, yeah, the so, but uh, on Saturday, a horse that you and I both picked, 
uh, straight no chaser, I think, was uh, not only uh, won a dominant race, ultra impressive sprinting in Maryland. Yeah, straight no chaser was great. Uh, you know, that was one where I talked myself out of out of betting the uh, because of the odds opened up at eight to five on uh, when the odds opened up and liked them, just didn't like them at eight to five. So that's where sometimes you got to just stay with what you like. Uh, we both learned lessons this past Saturday at Pimlico, and that's what happens in thoroughbred racing. But yeah, straight no chaser was no doubt uh, very very impressive. Had a had a lot of seconds and thirds uh, over the course of the afternoon down in Pimlico, and now in the through the first two jewels of the Triple Crown, I finished third in the the Derby, second in the Preakness, uh, and hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll have the big uh, big fat winner of the Belmont Stakes. So coming, so I think if we look at these two races. First off, to me, it's crazy that, you know, how small that field was for the Preakness. But I think it's safe to say, at least right now, uh, looking at this three-year-old division, just the horses that we've seen run. And if somebody could emerge here that we haven't even heard of yet, uh, no great horses. Some good horses. I don't think we have any superstars in the making. Now, like, we don't know what's going to happen with Forte, but uh, that aside. Yeah, I don't know. what. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so early. I don't know what happened to Forte. I mean, we'll see what Disarm is like when he comes rolling back for Steve Asmussen. I think Disarm is a chance to be pretty special. I I think Angel of Empire ran really, really well in the Kentucky Derby. I would be surprised if you don't hear from him. Mage has got an unbelievable turn of foot. I think when you give a career best in the Kentucky Derby and then you get no pace to run into, you're going to get what was a, a relatively flat performance in in where he regressed on Saturday in the Preakness Stakes. I don't know if I'd necessarily make the bold declaration that there's, you know, no superstars. I I just don't think we've learned all that much. I think the most visually impressive horse has been Mage. Uh, was in the Florida Derby, even though he lost to Forte, and was in the Kentucky Derby with the turn of foot. Now, he is pace dependent. He needs a pace to run into. He is not one that can, can alter based on uh, the race dynamics. So that's the issue when you look at Mage, but... Um, you'll hear from him again, and and hopefully we have, hopefully you have a better field than we had in in the Preakness, where you thought going into it, really three horses had an opportunity to win, National Treasure, Blazing Sevens, and obviously the Derby winner Mage. You would have been surprised if anyone other than those three won, and obviously National Treasure held off Blazing Sevens to win the race. Wasn't many prices in the day. You know, maybe if you played a $50 straight exact a National Treasure over Blazing Sevens, God bless you, or a straight triple, um, and and you were able to hit it, uh, that's that's fantastic for you. But uh, that's what makes the Derby so special and what makes the Preakness a little bit of a, you know, come back to Jesus moment when you look at thoroughbred racing because uh, the prices were not all We'll get into the Belmont Stakes and what's going to happen in a few weeks. That day itself with the Met Mile and the Jiper and – all the great stakes races that day, a lot of grade one activity. Hopefully full, full fields. fields. Uh, there'll be a full field in the Jiper, I'm sure. That's always a pretty crowded race. Uh, the Manhattan, some of the big races at Belmont. And I think the Belmont Stakes itself will will exceed the 10-horse uh, grouping, hopefully, I would think. But, you know, we've had some success in the, in the Belmont, so hopefully we'll carry that over uh, this year. Moose, today, uh, for this podcast, we're going to uh, – mix it up a little bit we are going to do a top of the stretch segment for the feature race of belmont i said let's try something different let's look at the belmont card you and i uh pick two races we don't know which ones and give our best bets for saturday at belmont it's a pretty good card the weather's going to be okay a lot of turf racing which i like uh, a lot of good allowance racing on the dirt as well moose so uh, i'll let you start 
Uh, it's a good field. It's a good racing day Saturday. Uh, really good at Belmont. I think the uh, spring Belmont meet is is in the top five in the country every year. It's so much fun. Uh, great racing every week. And then during the week, they have great racing as well. Uh, so I'm going to give you the floor for the first race. What's the first horse you like in the first in the race you picked on Saturday? Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to, to race three at Belmont park. All my picks are at Belmont. Um, it's a mile on the turf. It's a maiden claiming, uh, the purse is 55,000. They're running on the, uh, the Widener turf course. You have a big favorite breaking from the rail and that is a uh, broken spur for Jose Lascano and my man, uh, Bill Mott. Um, you know, and, and clearly, uh, you know, you look at his, his, uh, his buyer speed figures, especially on the turf. Yeah. You can understand why, you know, he's seven to five on the morning line. I don't like him amazingly enough, Mons. I'm not picking a Mott horse is my first pick on Saturday. I'm going to go to the three horse Yorkshire Prince, Tom Morley, Javier Castellano out of Cairo Prince, um, only one run on the Aqueduct Turf Course at a mile and a sixteenth. A little bit of a cutback. Uh, lost that race closing down the lane with Manny Franco aboard second by a neck. But clearly wants the grass. Clearly wants the green. Had a massive step forward, running a seventy buyer speed figure. Now maybe get a little bit of a regression. I'm not so sure. I think he fits. He's five to one on the morning line. It's not all that great of a race. You've got a seven horse field race three. But I'm going to go with the three. Yorkshire. Prince. Yeah, I'm going to go to the race before that race two at Belmont. Uh, I've said it to you a million times. My favorite distance is a mile and eighth on the turf. I love that. Uh, it's just it's it's not a, a you know so it's not a marathon, but it's not a sprint either. So it's right in the middle. I think it uh, brings out a lot of quality horses. A little bit of speed in this race. If you look at the one A QF seventy five for Christophe Clement, likes to go to the lead. Uh, you've seen Night Jumper go on the lead. You've even seen Space Lodge on the outside go to the lead. Another Christoph Clement horse. Uh, I'm going to use the inside horse. That is going to be, I'm not the inside horse. I'm going to use the two horse, uh, Daunt. 7-2 on the morning line. If you look at his last race, first off a layoff, sat off the pace. There was no pace at all in a speed favoring track finish second. Uh, he's the stalking type. I think just going to be sitting behind the one or two speed horses. I know it's New York. I know we always have this conversation. There's never pace, never pace in New York turf racing. They'll go 52. They'll go 26 for a quarter, 52 for a half. It's embarrassingly slow. I think this horse stalks. Uh, I think he's running against much better in his career. Javier Castellano's running well, winning nearly 20% of his races at Belmont for this meet. So 7-2 uh, to two on the morning line. First off, a layoff ran a 90 buyer. I think he gets better on Saturday. Uh, I think he gets a little bit of relief in class. Uh, not stakes competition. He's running three great stakes races in his career, uh, multiple stakes races overall. Uh, Daunt, 7-2 to on the morning line, probably my best bet on Saturday, Moose. Oh, Daunt, 7-2. to All right, we're going to go to race five. I mentioned I wasn't going to bet Bill Mott in uh, the third race. I am going to play him in the fifth race at Belmont Park on Saturday, and that is the number four, Doral. Out of Quality Road. This is a Monzo special. Blinkers on. Equipment change. That always kind of uh, alarms go off in Monzo's head whenever there's an equipment change. 7-2 on the morning line. Has been the betting favorite last two races. Has burned money the last two races. Last one coming in on maiden special weight for 100K out in Keeneland where he did not break all that well and ended up losing the race, finishing seven, beaten by six and a quarter lengths. Jockey change as well. You go from Alvarado to Jose Ortiz. You put the blinkers on. 
I think this is an instant where they're trying to get him to break a little bit better. And Ortiz, as we know, and you know Monzo better than anybody, a tremendous kind of front-running speed jockey up front, can win on all different types. But Jose Ortiz is is really, really special at that, at getting a horse to calm down. Uh, at a quality road, they spent $575,000 on this horse at the Keeneland September sale in 2021. There are high expectations for this horse. This horse is, um, you know, finished second. I think on Saturday is going to be win day. Give me the four Doral at seven to two on the morning line. Jockey change, equipment change, mod on the lawn at a mile and a 16th. Um, the four, seven to two. We are going to do the feature race at the top of the stretch. So we will move on to race nine for Mimus. Uh, a big sprint, a big uh, turf race, a mile and three eighths. Mons, you sound terrible, you. by the Thank way. Thank you. I no, I just want to let everyone. Yeah, I mean, everyone realizes it. When usually you get an extra, I, I feel bad. Like, you know, I, I'm listening to you. I can feel the pain. Well, yeah, throat. I'm also, you know, I'm just a little congested. Maybe it's allergies. I don't I don't know what the deal is. But uh, that's not going to stop me from picking winners. I'll tell you that. Uh, race nine. <laughs> yeah, race nine, race a mile and three-eighths on the turf. And, um, you know me, when it comes to these kind of races, what do I look for? I look for someone who might go to the lead and put up a, a relatively slow pace. And there's nobody in here that really needs the lead. But if you go to the six horse fighter for the fighter in the win, who's been awful in his last two races, uh, an off turf event came back, ran at Belmont did not run well at all. The speed figures are embarrassing low. So I'm going to assume something was up for those two races. If you go back to his previous two before that, uh, at aqueduct running this distance, uh, running on the turf, 88s, 83s, many Franco, close to the lead, on the lead. I think this is what this horse wants to do, and that's marathon on the turf uh, in New York in these allowance races with Manny Franco. I think he's going to be on the lead. I think you're going to get 6-1. to one. I think he may go up 10-1. to one. He's, he's run uh, two bullets. Horse is training well. Uh, I think Michael Maker, who you I know love running on turf and uh, yeah. getting this horse back in form, so... Uh, fighter in the win, sixth one on the morning line, lone speed, a lot of other decent horses, Mosey, swing low, inflation adjusted out of some of the normal trainers that we talk about. Uh, you're going to see um, Rosario riding horses, Dylan Davis, Irata Ortiz, but I'm on the sixth. Fighter in the win uh, in the ninth at Belmont on Saturday, Moose. Beautiful. So there you Beautiful. Go. All right, so. That's your second pick. Our third pick is going to be we're going to do the soaring yeah, softly. We're going to do right? that. We're going to uh, come back. Uh, we're going to give some names. I only bet the names. One of my favorite segments, and I got a little bit of story about uh, playing races. Oh, story, story time, time here on betting the ponies. Uh, we'll get into that. Plenty coming up. Betting the ponies. Bet Rivers. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. Betting the ponies. Bet yeah. Rivers. Monzo Malusis picking winners for you. A little bit of a. Uh, different aspect of the show today. We're going to Moose gave some picks in Belmont. I gave some picks in Belmonts. We're going to look at some of the best names this weekend. I'm going to start uh, looking at Charlestown Moose, the great Charlestown race one Charlestown this Saturday. Look at the I've lost the number. Stand by. Look at the two horse cowgirl hop. 20 to 1 on the morning line. Cowgirl hop in the first race in Charlestown on Saturday moves. All right, there you go. I, I, cowgirl hop. Okay. Hop. Um, I'm going to go to race two. Um, race two on Saturday at uh, 
at Pimlico. Uh, and we're going to go with the five, Gift of Gab, nine to two on the morning line. I feel like you've used that horse Have before. I used Gift of Gab? Maybe I have. I don't know. I, I'm coming rolling right back. Gift of Gab at Pimlico on Saturday. Race for Churchill down Saturday, uh, the six horse. I don't know who this is dedicated to. I'm going to assume it's the Ghostbusters. Just call Ray. Five to one on the morning line. Uh, Corey Lannery gets the call. The six horse race for Churchill Downs on Saturday. We still have one more. Yeah, one more after that. I'm going to go race six at uh, at Pimlico on Saturday, which is uh, Mountain Eighth on the turf. Uh, the five. 10 to 1 on the morning line. Gold digging broad. Jeez. Why? That's right. a creative name. I do. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. I'm going to look at race nine on Saturday at Churchill. The five. Bobby Sox. 15 to 1 on the morning line. Bobby Sox. That's a that's a real good horse name. I can see Larry Colmas making that call down the stretch. Bobby Sox coming down the stretch. And I got one for all Met fans out there. Staying at Pimlico, race nine, uh, five furlongs on the turf. Uh, an ode to uh, Noah Syndergaard. Uh, well, t- kind of, not really. Lady Thor, eight to one on the morning really? line, the five. Lady Thor. You were one of those Met fans that one? ran around with the helmet on, right? Syndergaard. Yes. You know, you look, remember Syndergaard. there was a horse. Yeah, my, my son is named I Thor. Know. My son's I understand. Sure. You remember there there was a horse named Syndergaard. Yes, I remember. Yes, Speed Horse. Ran, yes, ran well at uh, Syndergaard. At, uh, Saratoga. Ran the Breeders' Cup, did not run so well. Classic Empire won that race. One of my we love Classic Empire. I remember that day I was, I was driving back home to go to my dad's house in Belleville, New York from a Rutgers game as the uh, Breeders' Cup was going on. That race was... Correct me wrong. That was on the West Coast. Was that Santa Anita or Del Mar? Classic Empires race. I thought it was Keeneland. Maybe it was but... Keeneland. I'm not sure. Uh, I thought it was a little bit later in the day. It was an early start. Anyway, point being, I pulled over. Uh, I was watching the race on my, on the Naira app at the time uh, or online, whatever it might be. Um, and so uh, watching the race in a parking lot of a, uh, uh, of a bank in uh, Orangeburg, New York and rooting home classic empire before I get to my dad's house, because I wasn't going to be able to make it home and watch it in time. That's it. De- yeah. Rating, that's, rating right off. Now the that's yard. a degenerate. <laughs> and then uh, not this time was the horse closing in on classic. Empire. Yes. Last, last time, not this time would run, unfortunately, but um, man, that was a good classic empire. Was classic great. empire was right, great. So not this back. time was, was uh, a massive two-year-old as well. Just never was. That was Ken McPeak train. Uh, no, Dale Romans. Now Romans, Romans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now a big time. Coming out of Churchill Downs, not this time, right? So uh, a couple stories here we'll get into. Um, we like talking about racing, history of racing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I, I want to talk about the first time I ever went to Saratoga. Mm. Um, I wasn't, you know, I, I knew what I was doing, but I'll be honest with you. I wasn't handicapping as much as I was just betting on the jockeys, right? And at that time, I knew that John Velasquez was a big time rider. You know, I knew the name. I've watched him win a lot of races. Uh, I knew he was a, an A level rider at Saratoga. So instead of just handicapping all the races, I would just bet every race that Johnny V was riding. And he had an off day. Let's just say that. Uh, and I think at one point I was 0 for 6, and he was 0 for 6. And he was walking back 
to the jockey's room after a race. And I happened to be walking back, and I saw him, and I asked him to sign my sixth losing ticket that he wrote, and he had no problem doing so. So I have an autographed ticket from Saratoga that John Valeska signed of me going 0 for 6 with every race that I bet with him riding a horse. So it's good to see that these jockeys don't take the stuff too personally. Dude, that's – yeah, but that's great. That's what makes Saratoga awesome is that the crossover – and I think it might be changing now or has changed going into the meet this summer is that um, the walkover from the track after they dismount from any particular race back to the jockey's room where they change silks for the next race, uh, they walk through the crowd. It's just great. And they sign – take pictures, sign autographs, do all those things. Kids there, that's – you know, that's kind of uh, what makes Saratoga really, really special to go along with. Like you feel like you're stepping back 50 years ago. Uh, you know, they you can just sense that you know when thoroughbred racing uh, was really kind of as, as popular as any sport there was here in the United States. It was just distinctly different, and it's just a magical place. You go in there morning, have a little bit of breakfast. You you know, Johnny Velasquez, who's as classy as the cla- uh, classy as he can be, he's signing, uh, you know, uh, signing your um, your uh, signing after having, you know, six losing races that day. He's giving you an autograph. That's fantastic. I also remember uh, another Saratoga story. It, I wasn't with you, but you were like, dude, you got you got a drink from the fountain. Yeah, the fountain's great. Drink. Oh, my God. Dude, I drank from the fountain. Like I never rust. wanted to it's spit great something out. Oh my goodness! I never wanted to spit something out so quickly it's in my life. It's a natural mineral. I don't know. What, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting Dude, that. But I know you love. It's great. You ever take like a natural spring bath? I, I, I you go I, up to I the bathhouses up there in Saratoga, at Saratoga National Park, and you know they're they're these huge like steel tubs and whatever and it's it's all healthy and you and you soak there for like 40 minutes it's supposed to be great for your body and soul very spiritual last time and i went to the track next day and i picked all losers so it didn't really help me but it's great i you went to a park big red spring you night. have to go my dad and i whenever we go to the track the first thing you got to do is before the first race goes off for good luck you gotta go to the big red spring in the back and you've got to take a you got to take a you tip the guy to get a little cup you take a sip, then, or, t- or take a couple gulps, have a couple glassfuls of water. It's good for the soul. Uh, and then you grab a mint, and uh, you'll go on your merry way. That's that's basically it. <laughs> you, you grab a, a thing of Pepto-Bismol and a mint, and then you you, know, you try to pick some winners. Did I ever tell you, like you were mentioning how classy John Velasquez was, my dad and I took a trip uh, to uh, as a, a graduation gift uh, from Syracuse. We went to uh, Bulls-Jazz NBA Finals again. Uh, we were supposed to go to the Bulls-Knicks the year before, but the Knicks got eliminated before they took on uh, Chicago in, in the NBA playoffs. But uh, So we went out there. We went to uh, Hawthorne Racetrack one day. Just stopped off there. Um, and just, uh, Quarters or what's no? up? Were they running quarters or, or No, running actual races. I believe – yeah, I think it was – yeah, Hawthorne or Sportsman's Park. I don't know. I don't even know if it's still in existence. Anyway, so we were watching, you know, and we were watching the races and the jockeys, once again, like they get off and there's nobody there. Like maybe there's like 500 people there. It's like the middle of the week. Um, jockey gets off his horse. And I'm like, hey, can I have your goggles? And he told me to get lost. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> Get lost, get lost, kid. Yeah, my dad still <laughs> brings that up to me to, to this day. 
It's like, can I? Do you remember who I it was? Forget. No, my dad remembers the guy's name. I forget who his name is. My dad, like, brings it up. Hey, you remember when he asked that jockey for his goggles and he told you to basically get lost? I go, yeah, dad, I remember that. Was it John Court? No, it wasn't John was. Court. It wasn't John Court. I forget who it was. It wasn't, no. I, 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 it, was, it was not this, it was not a very well-known jockey. That's why I thought it would be A-OK. Basically gave me like this, you know, looked at me like I had 10 heads and told me to get out of there. It was a great trip, though. Memorable. Like, I had an unbelievable time. Went to, you know, the Chicago, uh, uh, the, the Navy Pier and everything in Chicago. It was awesome. Uh, Chicago. The home of uh, home of Bet River, so bringing it no home doubt. The home uh, used to be the home of uh, Arlington Park and the Arlington Million. We used to love yeah. the Arlington Million. We did. Yeah. The uh, oh one of the God, gr- was the Apache, one of the great screw jobs in the history of my betting career. The Apache getting taken down for your for your pig horse. Yeah, real real solution. Yeah, so I had the Apache gets taken down. Mike DeCock was the current trainer coming. Uh, a, it, I, I loved them. Absolutely loved them. Was driving. My wife was driving us to go meet another couple for an Italian restaurant in Stanford, Connecticut. Once again, watching it on my phone, pumping my fist. I had like 50 bucks on them to win. I was like, makes the night. And then Monzo, Monzo then promptly texts me be like, there, there's an inquiry. And then I find out they, they took them down. And it basically ruined my entire Saturday night. Then <laughs> he got heartburn and everything. <laughs> Terrible. It was just an it was just an awful evening. Like the, the the horse race and the Arlington Million and my horse getting number getting taken down just wrong. And I understand. Listen, people are going to be like, eh, "You deserve to get taken down." I mean, come on now. Uh, you know, I, I was just I was so, like a hundred yards from home. I'm like, oh my god, I picked it. The Apache. He had the yellow hat and the blue silk. Like I was so disappointed. Yes. Yeah, so what happened was he had the lead at the top of the stretch, pulled away. Yeah. Real solution caught up to him, and then the Apache kind of uh, pulled. Yeah, he brushed him. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. Tough losses. You know, so remember, we, we, the reality is we've bet a lot of winners, a lot. We remember the losers. <laughs> like that's you remember the the tough beats more than anything. Oh, yeah, no question. You remember you remember the terrible losses, the tough beats, the good wins are there, and you know, I, I wish I listen. I, I've We've both come close here. Well, you actually had the winner, but didn't bet him, uh, National Treasure and the Preakness. But uh, I really thought, like I was watching the race. My son Paul had strep throat this weekend, so I was home with him. We were watching the Preakness and, um, you know, get up like I always do when I'm watching a race, especially when my horse is in contention. I'm like, come on, I rad, finish him. You know, crossover, change lead, they, all, everything that you scream at, right? If you've got like an old racing form in your hands, people understand you're like papping the, you know, popping and whatever. Um, and they lost the race and my, my son Paul's like, what's wrong? I go, he lost. <laughs> and my son Paul's like, he ran a good race and he's eight. And I'm like, yeah, we didn't win. And then I had to, I had to take a step outside to have a breath of fresh air. <laughs> All right. Top of the stretch coming up next. We're going to look yes. at, we're going to look at the soaring softly, a great three event on the turf at Belmont. That's next. Better the ponies, bet rivers. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, moves. Top of the stretch time. The seventh race of Belmont, the best race of the weekend, at least for us. We're going to pick it. We're going to bet it. We're going to hit it. Uh, race seven at Belmont, the Soaring Softly, a grade three turf event, seven furlongs on the turf 
at Belmont Moose. And you know me, typically I'm going to like horses that what come off the pace in this kind of race. And that's going to be the trend again. And uh, I, I was really interested in this one horse, Lady Beth. Uh, Flavian Pratt gets the call for Chad Brown coming off an off the turf event at Gulfstream uh, in early February. The money is going to be on the two love appeals. She's done absolutely nothing wrong. Even in defeat, ran really well at Gulfstream. Uh, gets Joel Rosario, who, as much as people want to get on him, I think turf sprinting is his, is his forte. I like the four, Queen Picasso, uh, for Christoph Clement. Jose Ortiz, to me, is a very underrated sprint rider, both on the turf and the dirt. We're on the turf here. Uh, this horse, out of Kingsman, uh, isn't a deep closer, but has the ability to close, has the ability to come off the pace, has the, has some early foot as well, uh, winning uh, the maiden debut just off the lead. Um, ran a good race at 7-1 to one, uh, in debut. I think he's going to get a similar setup. Quarrel likes the lead. Uh, senior Prank has showed some early speed. Uh, Lady Beth, we don't really know what we're going to get there, and American Apple has been close to the lead as well. So I'm going to look for Queen Picasso just to sit a nice trip. Uh, make that move at the top of the stretch and try and battle with Love Appeals, and we'll see who gets there. And one thing about Joel Rosario we've seen as of late, and it's very unusual for him. He's lost a lot of stretch duels, uh, you know, to the wire, which is unlike him. I mean, there was a point where if it was him against anybody else, he was going to outgame anybody to the to the finish line. We've seen him get beat by a lot of riders, and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again this Saturday. I'm picking Queen Picasso five to one on the morning line. In the Soaring Softly Moose. Yeah, I like Queen Picasso as well. We're on the same horse. Um, I mean, everything you mentioned, I'll throw a horse, uh, I, you know, just going to echo it. I'm not going to kind of regurgitate everything that you just said. I just think, um, love the work on May the 14th as well. Uh, Son of Kingman, you mentioned Ortiz and closing out uh, the cutback in distance from a mile and a 16th to seven furlongs. Uh, love that from what, with Christophe Clement. Uh, they've been successful together when you look at jockey trainer combination. So I'm with you on the four. I would actually use senior prank uh, underneath. I like the old, you know, uh, four, six exacta um, senior prank coming out of second race off the layoff, second straight turf race, stretch out from six furlongs. And it's going to be running seven furlongs. Um, a son of into mischief who is red hot as a, as a sire, obviously, you look at it, you know, was in the similar races, Love Appeals, was actually, you know, shorter on the board that day in that open claim, in that optional claiming event at Aqueduct on, on April the 27th. Uh, love the fact that he's rolling right back. Love the fact that it's going to be the other Chad Brown. Love the fact that Irad Ortiz is hopping aboard. I think you're going to get a 4 6 exacta in race seven Saturday at, uh, at Belmont. Yeah, how many times do you see Chad Brown on the turf at 6 to 1? It's just with Irad, for that matter. With Irad, right? You're getting you're getting maybe the best turf tri- uh, uh, turf rider in America and the best turf trainer in America, and you're getting six to one, and it's a uh, it's a daughter of Into Mischief. That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. When I think of Chad, I think Irad. No, I think of, I think of bricks and mortar. That's what I think of. Oh, how oh, great bricks was and mortar. No, that yeah. He, I mean, he's had so many. He's had so many great turf horses over the years that. You just know every single time that they're going to fire and run their race. Just amazing. All right. Next week, we will be a little bit closer to the Belmont Stakes and that great day on, on Saturday at Belmont. A lot of great uh, 
moderated racing, turf, dirt, sprints, you name it. We'll be all over it. That's a few weeks from today, Moose. So good luck with your picks. Good luck with you your as name. well. Uh, good luck with that. You know, the big red spring. Good luck with everything. And uh, let's Mazo, get uh, feel. I mean, everyone, he deserves like basically an extra pat on the back. Feel better. You're really good. under the weather. Feel better. I'm listen. I'm Florida bound. I'm feeling great. You're not. You're not a hundred percent. No, not. But looking, he was chewing like a cough drop before we started this podcast, like he was a horse. Oh, you know, listen, I had to get in the mood here. I had to get it going here. No, I I understand. Like it was very loud. Oh, I'm going into a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Joking with you. I love you, Bonds. Good job, bro. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to like and subscribe. Um, You know, we don't guarantee winners. Uh, but we put a lot of effort into it. So hopefully we fire out some winners. We gave you three races. Oh, we gave you two. Each of us, we picked five races on Saturday. Mons had two different ones. I had two different ones. And we picked the steak race Saturday at Big Sandy at Belmont Park. So whether you like us or fade us uh, with our selections, good luck with all your plays this weekend and uh, continue to support what is a, a tremendous sport. No, and we didn't pick any favorites either. So no, against, against the chalk this week. Against the chalk. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.